Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We do this by educating pet parents about the importance of getting a pet trust for their loved pets. We also provide trustee services. And today, it is our pleasure to introduce Holly Gans. She is the Chief Science Officer of Animal Biome. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, Holly after she gets a chance to say hello. Hi, Holly. Hi. How are you, Peggy? Good. It's great to have you back. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Is your organization struggling to keep up with the needs of your community? Well, great news. Dubert.com can help solve that problem for you with their companion case management module. It allows you to create cases for all your clients' needs, send emails and text messages right from the system, and with Dubert's powerful, innovative thinking, you can also set up and initiate workflows that will pretty much do the hard work for you. Exciting? Right. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. All right, let me tell folks a little bit about you. Holly received her PhD from the UC Davis, an MS from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, UC San Diego, and a BS from George Washington University. She has studied the interaction between microbes and their hosts for over 20 years. When she's not studying the microbiomes of pets and wildlife, Holly can be found roaming the East Bay hillsides with Carlton and their rescue herding dogs, Charlie and Darwin. And Holly has been a guest on our show in the past, but we're happy to welcome her back and hear all about what's happening in the world of dog and cat biome. So Holly, what is an animal biome and why do we care? Yeah, exactly. This is the most central thing. So yeah, why should you care? So the microbiome, and usually we mean like the gut microbiome when we talk about that, um, is sort of a community of bacteria, fungi, little viruses, other things that live inside of us and inside our pets. And um, they play really critical roles, not just in di digestion um, and making nutrients more available, but they also make things like some neurotransmitters. So they affect, there's a gut brain connection, there's a gut skin connection. More than half the immune cells in the body occur along the GI tract. And so they're foundational for training the immune system to function properly. And then they're constantly interacting with it. So I'm all about the gut microbiome because it's really important for health. Absolutely. So, but how did you get interested in this field of work? Uh, well, I mean, I'm a biologist, so I always liked sort of, I liked things like parasites and bacteria, but I liked them in association with animals. Um, because I've just come from, I think, you know, many generation family who loves, loves their cats and dogs. And my mom's family used to have all kinds of other animals on the farm too. Um, so I don't know, I just 
decided, I, but I liked, I wanted to do something related to animals and it seemed, um, I also got really excited about the fact that we could use um, genetic sequencing to characterize the whole community. And so it was very exciting new technology that allowed us to sort of suddenly open our eyes to the vast diversity of sort of this like rainforest that lives in our gut. A rainforest that lives in our gut. I love the way you explain that. So it's complicated, but it's really important. Definitely. So um, I'll ask you about horses later, but um, we're focusing right now on cats and dogs. And tell us specifically how the health of the gut microbiome affects our animals' health. Right. So um, we know that the gut microbiome is playing all these roles in keeping things going. So like. Um, one thing that's really important is like bile acid metabolism. So, you know, the body produces bile acids, some of them get um, recycled, but some of them actually need to get conjugated by bacteria. And um, when you, when your cat or dog develops a GI condition, that's one of the things that can break down. Um, and um, I think the big thing is that I started talking to people about their, this is originally like sort of with pet cats and um, about these cats that had chronic diarrhea. And when I looked at the composition of bacteria, I found these cats were really depleted in good gut bacteria. And a lot of them had had antibiotic exposure. And sometimes it was prophylactic, like they went in for a dental and then had clavamox or something given that was quite strong antibiotics. And then they, their cat had diarrhea that just never resolved. Um, similar things with dogs, usually it's metronidazole. Um, my own dog ended up having hemorrhagic gastroenteritis, which is bloody diarrhea and vomiting, and she had to be hospitalized. And um, we ended up on this whole thing where she constantly was flaring up and we had to like have her on like one chicken and rice diet and only one treat. And then if she ate some random thing on a walk, then we'd have another bout of it. And it was really scary. Um, and so I, I, I wanted to try and help solve some of these problems for people such as a microbiologist can do. And the microbiome is a way for a microbiologist to contribute. Absolutely. Well, and like you, I have a little dog who's prone to that gastroenteritis and um, have had several bouts of that. And not only is it scary, um, but it is life-threatening and um, it doesn't resolve easily without medication. That's right. So my vet gave me metronidazole and I could have as much as I wanted, but then we were basically on this sort of medical merry-go-round that's which people had been describing to me for their cats as well. And um, so, yeah, so we, I came up with a way basically to re-inoculate the cat or dog with these good bacteria. And so one of the ways you do that is with fecal transplants. So talk about that. Yeah, so I know it's a bit different, but um, we need these good bacteria in our guts. And if we have a lot of antibiotics or maybe um, some of some people like, or some pets, especially like, okay, like a kitten that's orphaned by their mom, they didn't really get nursed. Like they might not get all the good stuff to begin with because we have to get a lot of them from our moms and then healthy diets. And so it depends on, you know, early life experiences. It can start off depleted. A C-section is another contributor like shown with people like, Children born by C-section are more likely to develop obesity and also asthma. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, there can be a chicken and egg thing with microbiome stuff, but this is, we seem to see this with skin conditions in some dog breeds that are, you know, 
also delivered by C-section. Um, and so with a fecal transplant, basically we're taking stool from a carefully screened cat or dog um, that's healthy, has no health conditions, doesn't take any medication because medications can also be carried through fecal material. We actually lyophilize it in a freeze dryer. So we're drying it out, powder, we powder it, and then we um, put it into oral capsules to make it super convenient. So, and they look the same as a probiotic, but instead of having, you know, like lactobacillus and some other more common bacteria and probiotics, this is containing like hundreds of thousands of different organisms that are found in the gut of a healthy cat or dog. And they're way more effective than a probiotic. It's just, so in human medicine, there's tons of work that's been going on to try and recreate these. And we're trying to do the same thing for cats and dogs. So we have cocktails coming like where we're just like, we're going to isolate them. We're going to grow them up and combine them. But even in human medicine, they're finding like, you're never going to replace FMT as it's always going to be a really valuable approach. Um, I had a family member who actually ended up having to have that procedure, uh, fecal transplant, um, because of ongoing bouts of um, digestive issues forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, and, and it was actually the thing that cured that person. So it's quite amazing. And uh, the fact that you could build a company around it, I love. Um, so you said, wow, I'm passionate about this thing. And now I'm going to build this company and I'm going to call it Animal Biome, which kind of leaves the door open for not just do dogs and cats, but potentially other animals down the road, I hope. Right. That's right. Yeah. No, so we are like we have we're going to be doing some pilot work in horses this year. But, you know, we're trying to really make sure we do everything we can for cats and dogs. But we, a lot of people tell us the horses have some similar issues. They are very different in what gut bacteria they have because, you know, they're grazers and their diet is completely different. Um, but yeah, so we're starting to, so I'll have to talk to you later about horses. Yeah, but I think the equine world will love you because um, I think one of the things that maybe people that are not familiar with horses don't know is that horses' digestive systems are so fragile that, um, I mean, horses die very easily from complications related to digestion. Yeah, horses are like, they're supposed to be grazing all the time, right? It's a very delicate system. Or it's like cats and dogs, they can sort of feast or famine. They can eat a whole carcass. They can, they can eat dead things that are full of nasty toxins and pathogens and be fine. I don't recommend it, but like historically they can do that. And a horse could not do that. And we can't do it either. No, definitely not. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that you're thinking about adding horses to the mix. I, I, can, I will talk to you offline about that, but lots and lots of opportunities, I think, there. Um, so for our listeners, I want you to be aware that we are talking to Holly Gans. She's the Chief Science Officer of Animal Biome. You can find information out about this company at animalbiome.com. And um, right now, focusing on dogs and cats. But um, I notice you have on your website, Holly, a, uh, a quiz that you can take to find some solutions for symptoms that might be plaguing your pet. Tell us about that. Yeah, we call it through our pet health assessment tool. And it's a way to sort of um, learn a, bit, a little bit more about what we do and how um, we might be able to help the, the, with the problems that you're facing for your pet. So we're really just trying to say like, okay, if, if they have these digestive symptoms, here are some things that are maybe 
better alternatives to antibiotics that might be able to help solve the problem today. Um, and also and with I, skin conditions too. Yeah. And so many dogs have skin conditions, but I, I love that it says, okay, what's your problem? Allergies, bad breath, diarrhea, gut indigestion, oral health, skin and coat. And I think about my little Pomeranian who, uh, PU, bad breath, right? Um, so I, and I bet a lot of people can relate to that. So definitely check this out, take the quizzes, look at the products, see if there's something available. And then um, do you offer a screening test for pets? Yeah, so we, um, we do have a microbiome test. We have one for um, gut health and another for oral health. And so basically there we're looking at like, are there bacteria associated with um, with disease or or health and sort of making recommendations for how you can better balance that community. And awesome. what's involved, you have to send in a bit of poop yep. if it's a, the gut health. And if it's oral health, you have to do swabbing just along the gum line, it's pretty quick. And is that something that you would necessarily recommend that somebody do on an annual basis just as a baseline and to kind of keep a finger on what's happening? I recommend it. I think that it's good to know, like, likewise, like, for example, um, with the gut test in particular, if they are imbalanced and it's something that could be adjusted through a, like small diet shift, it's a good idea to go ahead and do that because well, this, this is more a theoretical idea, but like in ecology, we uh, like they've done this with uh, in Florida with um, islands, right, that are hit by hurricanes. So if some big event happens, like a hurricane hits an island, the more diverse that island is, the faster it recovers from that major disruption. And this is this is what we expect is also true for the microbiome. So okay. it needs to be sort of more diverse and more balanced to be able to be resilient to something like antibiotics or a Giardia infection, or maybe just even a big stressful event, like maybe having your, your person go on vacation for two weeks is stressful. And sometimes they get the IBS thing and stuff too. How would you like to earn real money for your organization every time you order pet food? Our friends at Dubert are at it again, revolutionizing new ways to help animal rescuers. With their new Dubert Forward program, you or your supporters can shop for the same pet foods that you order on other sites, and Dubert will pay 5% of the purchase directly back to your organization. That's more than 100 times what Amazon Smile pays, and there's no limit or crazy hoops to jump through. Just have your favorite animal organization sign up for free at dubert.com, and they'll automatically show up for you to select them when you shop. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's a good point. Um, and so same thing for cats, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I, I, I'll have some questions for you offline about that, too, since I have two cats as well. So the way we live today and the way we feed our pets, is that something that's contributing to the problems that we're seeing in animal microbiomes? Diet has a huge effect. And um, basically the thought is today, especially in human medicine and human health, is that by, um, you know, it's great that we moved from sort of being hunter gatherers to having farming, right. And then to sort of making more and more efficiencies in our food production. 
But what we think is that what that's done is it's narrowed the diversity of gut bacteria because we're not feeding as much variety of food and we're not having the seasonal changes that we would have naturally had. And we know that the microbiome is responsive to, to that. Also, I think we started to eat less and less fiber as we like became wealthier and had more opportunity to eat, you know, like sugary things or like lots of high quality meat that we didn't, our ancestors didn't have the opportunity to have. So they had to fill themselves with more things that we, you know, like, we cut off the asparagus at the bottom because it's a little bit tough, but actually eating that might actually be better for our gut. Um, and so diet is really important um, in pets, especially like, okay, with cats, cats are obligate carnivores. I think pet food for cats was, wasn't ideal for a while because it wasn't um, high enough in protein. It didn't have the, um, it had too many carbohydrates from the macronutrient. Like while it's like a cat can be healthy on it, we did, we have an epidemic of obesity in cats and dogs. Um, and I think with cats in particular, I think some of these conditions like chronic kidney disease and others did arise from some of the sort of convenient foods that got developed. And these are things are getting rectified. Like we're still learning about how to, you know, produce these processed foods. But um, I absolutely think and that across both human and animal health that these changes to diet like have been recent, like in the last hundred years, right? And there are probably effects that we didn't know to test because we didn't really know about gut bacteria. Well, and I noticed another kind of interesting thing on the cat side is that um, it looks like there might be a connection between hair bald and cats and the health of their gut. That's right. Right. So um, one of the, one big thing, factor there is that like the gut motility is what helps the hairball pass through. And if gut function is impaired, motility slows down and then they can't pass them. And then you end up with these cats that are constantly trying to cough back up the hairball. And um, yeah, so that's actually one we have, I have a little collection of photos that people send me of their cat hairballs and I'm hoping to do a study on them hopefully this year. Okay, well, that is interesting, and um, and I'm sure all of the cat owners out there will be grateful for that research and its resulting um, solutions. So, talk a little bit more about um, what a fecal transplant is, when it would be um, advised, and um, whether it's something that is a one and done or something that might have to happen more frequently. Right. It's a great question. So the way our approach is, um, that we have these oral capsules that are shelf stable and, um, and they're given sort of one or two capsules per day for a month and depends on their size. If they're bigger then they might need more. Um, we have very small capsules so that we can help the cats and the small dogs um, all the way up to sort of a, I mean, our capsules are all still smaller than like what would be the size for a human. And so we have three sizes of capsules. And so the question of whether or not it's one and done. So I think we recommend it in the case of, so like my veterinarian, she's, her dog was one of the first ones, like when I was doing my dogs to try it, her dog, just his stool was a little bit soft didn't firm up right after puppyhood. So she did it one and done. I think honestly, in that case, like, I don't know if you need a full 30 days, but it can't hurt. Like, and, and so the idea is like, you're taking this community of good bacteria and you're just giving a little bit every day. And I view it as like seeding them into the gut and hopefully they're going to establish and take hold and then support their whole lifetime. If they have a chronic um, 
GI condition, like we've talked about with like my dog, Yuki, um, I definitely think 30 days is essential. Um, in her case, for the hemorrhagic gastroenteritis, it was one and done. She didn't have that problem and she could eat other food again later. Um, but some of these IBD cases, both cats and dogs, sometimes they need to stay on it longer. And so it does depend. One rule of thumb that people like to point to is like, it depends how long they've been sick. If they've developed a chronic state of inflammation, it can take it can take months for that to settle down. I, I can see where that would be a possibility. So, um, so yeah, we just got to stay in tune with our animals, make sure that we're paying attention and that if we observe these um, symptoms, if you will, that we do something about it. So that raises another question though for me. So we can send as pet owners, we can send in these um, requests for tests and you'll give us the uh, results. And I notice we can even schedule a 15 minute telephone call um, to discuss results if we have questions. Um, do we need a prescription, a veterinary prescription in order to A, order the test or B, get the solution? So you do not need a prescription today. I will say though that once we have our probiotic um, new probiotics on the market. I think our plan is that eventually we will shift the FMT capsules to be such that you'll have to request a prescription. But right now we're we we're not there yet, so we don't have a better alternative to give you today. So it's coming maybe next year. We'll see. So the get under the wire and get it while you don't need a prescription <laughs> to get it. Yeah, <laughs> the testing will always be available without a prescription. Okay. So, um, and do you offer multi-pet discounts? I think that's something people would ask. Yeah. Well, we do try to give discounts as much as possible. And we do have a, um, I think a two, a two test discounted kit, um, okay. on the site. All right. Awesome. Um, anything else? I mean, are, are there questions I'm not asking that you feel like I should be putting out there so that pet owners have a, a full, feel for what animal biome does? Well, I think in addition to the testing and the, the gut restore, which is what we call our, our oral fecal transplant capsule. So they're delivered orally, but they're for the gut. We have a yeast-based probiotic that we call SBU. Um, our marketing team thinks we need a better name, but uh, I, I, as a scientist, I thought it was cute. Um, Espilardii, it's a great alternative to metronidazole, really recommend it. Um, we know from our research with FMT that it actually supports native gut bacteria and doesn't outcompete them. We have some concern that some of the mainstream probiotics that are really high in concentration may, those bacteria may be helpful, but they may also come in and compete with what's living in the gut. So that's why we, I like the yeast one because I've done research to, to show that you can do that while you're giving the, the gut restore capsules and it won't, it'll actually help support a better outcome. Because sometimes if they have chronic diarrhea, it's hard to um, get the good bacteria to colonize because the body's trying to like just purge everything. Um, we have also Gut Maintenance Plus, which has a bacteriophage cocktail. So bacteriophages are little viruses that kill bacteria. So they won't hurt you at all. Um, this one is designed to target some of the worst E. coli strains that are coming from people. We do share some bacteria with our dogs and maybe to a lesser extent with our cats. And, um, and so we've found that E. coli can become a problem and actually impact cats and dogs. And um, this cocktail of viruses can help, Pre4Pro is what it's called, can help to knock them back. 
Um, it doesn't always work. So we actually have some new ones coming that we've isolated that, are, that might be complementary, but it's it's the only thing like it on the market for humans or pets is this pre for pro cocktail. So before a person would order your product, though, do you suggest that they do the testing first? Well, people don't always want to, but um, so if you have a problem you need to solve, then maybe you, re- you get something that'll help fix things now. But then we do recommend doing the testing because, well, if it works, then you're set. But if it doesn't work, then you don't really know why. And the test is really a way to, to get some insights of things that you might be able to do to help support better health. And the 15-minute consult that you get with that is with a, a, an experienced veterinary technician. And so that, that consult is really valuable. Excellent. All right. So we've been talking with Holly Gans. She is the founder and the chief science officer of Animal Biome. Um, They are doing wonderful things for cats and dogs and hopefully someday horses. Um, So I can't wait to see your sign change um, where it also has a horse on it. Um, So if you want more information, please, please, please go to animalbiome.com and um, check them out. There is so much good information on there, including tons of resources and the little quizzes that you can take. And of course you can order the um, tests and have your own pet portal. And uh, you get an ID number when you order the tests that you submit back. And um, I think there's lots of good information there. Maybe things that we're not thinking about on a day-to-day basis, but thank you, Holly. Um, Any little last thing you wanna throw out there? Oh, I just want to thank everybody for all that they do to take such good care of their cats and dogs. Me too. So that's wonderful. Um, We want to thank everybody for joining us today on All My Children Wear Fur Coats. Special shout out to uh, Holly Gans and her team. Uh, You guys know my favorite motto, until there are none, please adopt one and protect your pet with a pet trust and join us next time. Happy tails. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales.